0: Welcome back. Welcome back to class. We don't have a lot of time, and I've been hearing a lot of scuttlebutt around the classroom about a lot of things we do not approve of. That—that the Umbrella Pod Academy—all facts here, no rumors. I'm Uh-oh. Alex.
1: <laughs> Pete, I put a whoopee cushion underneath the professor's chair.
0: Yeah. Wait, you wait till he I can sits- hear you. I can hear you, Mr. Tyler. What? What? Oh.
2: Uh, I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Pete.
0: And this is Umbrella Podcademy. We're going to be talking about the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Still making our way through season one here. We're going to be talking about, as very cleverly teased by whoever that was at the beginning of the podcast, yes, I mean, heard a I, rumor.
1: I can't believe we pay that actual <laughs> English professor to come here and just kick off the cast. Mm-hmm. Too much money, to be honest. It, it, it
0: definitely. Yeah, we're going yeah. Uh I heard a rumor I about usually, that.
1: It, it feels like a sort of a reverse Mrs. Doubtfire situation. You know what I'm talking about?
0: <laughs> oh, God, I know exactly what you're talking about. Classic reverse Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Euphigenia Doubtfire. uh, so, uh <laughs> oh, sweet flex, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know her first name, man. I never Doubtfired you. Oh, <laughs> you boy. would know that
0: quote. <laughs> So usual word of warning here at the beginning, we're going to speed through the plot of the episode and then talk about some of the bigger moments, things that we like, things that we maybe took issue with. Uh, so watch the episode first. It's the eighth episode of season one. Uh, but the big things that are going on here is Allison is hot on the case of Harold Jenkins, AKA Leonard, the guy who sucks. Uh, she is trying to track him and Vanya down. Meanwhile, Vanya, is uh, is trying to get Leonard better. Uh, he was beaten up last episode. She used her powers, really, for the first time, or at least con- uh, semi-consciously for the first time this episode. Uh, last episode and this episode, uh, she is uh, taking it back. He's trying to train her, get her to use her powers, using specific things for Reginald Hargreaves' diary um, and we get a bunch of flashbacks to young Vanya here where we find out more about what happened that her power was out of control. Reginald Hargreaves locked her up in an isolation tank and then Allison came by and rumored her to forget that she had powers because Reginald uh, was so scared so hate to see it. Very sad. We'll definitely yeah. talk a lot about that. Uh, but then back in the present, while Allison is tracking them down and ultimately has a conflict where Vanya where her throat gets slit and she gets left for dead. Uh, the boys are all being sad sacks all by themselves, kind of wandering and moping around a little bit. Luther in particular getting drunk. He hooked up with a lady, even with his big old gorilla body. Klaus is yeah. very happy about it. Uh, but slowly they start to get it together and they get the band back together and head off. After Allison and after Vadya, but they get there a little bit too late. Uh, and now the other thing we should probably mention, actually two other things we should probably mention. Uh, one, Pogo does in fact reveal that Klaus's dream, vision, whatever happened the last episode with Reginald was accurate. Reginald did in fact not kill himself, but let himself die in order to motivate the team to come back together to save the world. Um, his final bit of uh, dick fuckery, I guess you could probably call it. And uh, then... On the other side of things, uh, we get Hazel and Cha-Cha. Hazel is running away with his donut lady. He comes to a realization by the end of the episode that he can't just let the world end. He's got to do something first. Uh, And Cha-Cha, meanwhile, covered in blood, blows up the donut uh, place and comes after them. What were you going to say, Justin?
1: Her name is Agnes. Agnes. We learned today that her name is Agnes the Donut Mm -hmm. Queen. And she's a great doodler. And it's sad to see a donut place go. Pete especially must have been upset.
2: Oh man, heartbreaking! You didn't need to do that, Cha Cha. You didn't need to do that.
0: Oh, I would make a bigger and- problem with the fact that she did the looking away when the explosion is happening. Here's the thing: if you blow up a donut place, look back. That's
2: cool. You want no. to see that? No, it's cool. You to want to be walk. able to? It's cooler to keep walking.
1: You want to be able to catch any, like, donut holes in your mouth <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that are flying
0: out of it, like a donut eruption. Yeah, it's like a donut volcano, basically.
1: Yeah. Now, Pete, were you ch- torn between your love of cha-cha and your love of donuts everywhere, all donuts everywhere?
2: Yeah, it was, tough. it was tough. Emotionally, I understood why she did it, but it was just still s- so heartbreaking to see it happen. What is a circumstance,
0: Pete, where you would blow up a donut shop?
2: Um... It would have to be like scorned love type of situation, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs>
1: like like the donut that you're married to uh cheated on you <laughs> with yep. a, a yep. crawler or something. <laughs> exactly. Uh great. Great. Uh,
2: Pete would you ever see yourself could you ever see yourself owning a donut shop? Oh, it'd be glorious. But problem is by the time I hey. opened, there would, <laughs> would, would be, gone. would be, there would be tasting the old product. Yeah. You'd
0: be that uh, that scene of donut of uh, Homer in Hell with the donut machine just shoving them into yeah. his mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, time to make the donuts. Well, time to eat the donuts. Well, we're out of donuts. <laughs> hey, Pete,
0: if you open up a donut shop, you could call it like the Dirty Dozen or something. That would be pretty cool.
2: Uh, oh, that's cool! And you could serve dirty your, old donuts. Your dirty eye donuts eyebrows and eyes when you said dirty just really turned me off to the whole idea. Oh, oh I'm gonna like, come in there
0: and lick those donuts.
1: Uh, no, se- you could serve sexual donuts, uh, like really, like very
2: sexually charged donuts.
0: Uh, yeah, like a Bavarian cream that just like squirts out when you press it a little too
2: hard. Uh, oh my yeah.
0: god! And, and all the they donuts. They do go. that
2: already. I don't know why you had to sexualize a Bavarian cream.
0: That's already the most sexual donut.
1: Yeah. No one would argue with that.
0: (laughs) Uh, So let's talk through some of this stuff. Uh, I mean, we started here with Hazel and Cha-Cha a little bit. Uh, Justin, I'm curious to hear from you. How are you feeling about Hazel and Agnes as we now know her, Agnes's relationship?
1: Uh, not, all the Hazel and Cha-Cha stuff, and now Agnes, it seems not fun. Everyone seems bummed out, and they started as these, like, fun, badass assassins, and they're, like, not in love with the game anymore, uh, Hazel's like, the world's ending, I want to have a new life, but he hasn't committed to that, he's sort of, like, waffling a bit. Uh, Cha-Cha on the other side is like... I don't care. I'm an assassin. I'm going to keep assassinating things, including my uh, lifelong or uh, tenured partner or whatever. So it it just feels a little muddled, and and it's my least favorite part of the show, which I know is
2: weird to say when it's
1: Pete's here.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's insulting for you to say that in front of me. Uh, Yeah, I think they're a fun part of the show, Um, but also I understand what you're saying. This was a tough episode for me because, like, When we get to the end and what happens, like, that was really depressing for me. I was very sad about that choice. To
1: leave leave Agnes. Hazel to leave Agnes.
2: um, Yeah, yeah. I just feel like you committed to her, and now all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know what? Uh, I've got to go save the day, or is he saying I've got to go kill...
0: We don't know exactly what he's going to do at this point, but I do like that moment because that to me sells the relationship almost more than anything that's happened prior to this. The fact that he is inspired to do the right thing by her purity, by her earnestness, whatever that right thing is, I think is good. And that's a nice moment. And they do play that well.
1: See, I took it the other way. I felt like in that moment, he was like, I'm just taking advantage of you, Agnes, because you are this pure uh, escape for me. And I can I know I'm not right for you. I'm just I'm just drawn to you like a moth to the pure flame. And he's like, I got to go. I'm I'm dirty. I'm a dirty part of this world. I have to go back to that world and see what happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he was Hmm. kind of when he saw the map, he was kind of like, oh, my God. This woman has these plans and this life, and I'm going to ruin, you know, birds for her. Ah, uh, I remember the
1: person that ruined birds for me. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: you never forget it. You never forget no. it. Now I can't look at any birds. Big ones, little ones, flamingos, the prettiest bird.
0: Yeah. That know. happened for what me. Is in the, a, uh, what in, is the
1: prettiest bird?
0: The prettiest bird? Yeah. Like a like a really nice bird. I don't know. I don't know birds. <laughs>
1: like a really yeah. nice bird. I think like you don't you don't know birds. You know, I birds. know birds. I don't care.
0: Birds and plants—they're just part of the landscape. There are dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, I mean dinosaurs are cool, but birds, no thanks. Oh, no, brother! I gotta show dinosaurs. you. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I gotta show you a biology book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There've been some changes since you went to school.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much covered. We've covered their uh, scant storyline of this episode. Um, well, let me. OK, go ahead, Pete. What else? But let
2: me let me just say, like, do you think he is going to try to stop the apocalypse so they can be together? Or do you think he's leaving her or do you think he's just making sure Cha is not going to follow them?
0: Who are you asking? Because both you and I have seen this entire show. Just <laughs> yeah, Justin? I haven't. Still,
2: you can't be like you can't tell me in the moment what you were thinking. You even though it, you know it now. I mean, I think I told you. I actually,
0: to be perfectly honest, I don't remember what he does. At this yeah, point I don't at remember. All. I
1: don't remember from the comic either. Right. So I truly am watching this like oh shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I do think he's going to try to just based on the dialogue like stop the apocalypse or hold off the apocalypse or try to help the Umbrella Academy in some way. Because if it is him being like, I got to do one thing first, kill Cha-Cha. There's nothing interesting about that moment. Instead, that's just like staying separate from the main storyline. I think the only utility could come, uh, by having him intersect with the main storyline again in some way, because they've literally veered off into a different geographic area than everybody else.
1: But you gotta wonder what he thinks he can do. Like, he only knows very little about what's happening. He's only been assigned to kill number five. What's he gonna go over there and be like, hey man, um, need a gun,
0: guy? Yeah, shoot the apocalypse right in the face.
1: Yeah. So, I, I don't know. To me, to me, it's something he. He, that's why I was saying before, he felt, he feels like he took the easy way out, took advantage of this poor donut queen, Mm -hmm. and he's going back to, to the okay corral for the shootout,
2: no matter what happens. I don't know if he thinks he can save it. I think he misses badass, like gun scenes with really cool background music.
0: Mm. Maybe Mm. he's like, I got to do one thing. Get my cool animal head.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably what it is. Can we talk about anything else in this episode? Uh, So let's move (laughs) on. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like, uh, I know, I know you love it. I apologize, Pete, but let's talk about literally anything else. Uh, So let's
1: cha-cha. So she is walking. (laughs) Uh, She has bloody sleeves. Okay, yes, Alex, what do you want to yeah, do now? Well, I mean,
0: I think the big thing to probably talk about, like, Allison, obviously, is the main driving force behind this episode. This is her episode. Um, one thing, I, when I rewatched this, in my head, played out exactly what Pete is going to say when I bring up this moment. Uh, so we get this great sequence at the beginning of her driving, flashes back to a year ago. Uh, she's telling a story to her kid. Her kid doesn't want to go to sleep. Uh, we get a little animated Umbrella Academy stuff. I forgot to look up his name. Uh, beforehand, so maybe when you guys are talking, uh, I'll take a look because I, I know who the artist is. Is it Scott C? Yeah, it's Scott C. There it is. Yes. Uh,
1: I. That's what I. Because I have one of his. I have a Twin Peaks print of uh, yeah. one of his pieces, um, and I. Lo- I thought it worked really well. It meshes with the style of both the comic book and the TV series. Yeah, but I.
2: I part of me really wanted to see the comic book here. You know what I mean? Like, it's give weird me the that, that they didn't
0: book. use Gabriel Bott, right?
2: Yeah. He's credited. He gets a shout out. Like, why not use this art that got us here? Maybe he's busy. Yeah. It
0: might also just be because Scotty purposely has a more childlike style. And this is supposed to be Claire, Allison's kid, imagining it um, versus. Her telling the story Which might be more In Gabriel Baas style Which just um, seems
2: like Such a natural fit To show us the Totally The comic strip
0: <laughs> uh, But Scott is great uh, So yeah. I, I was excited To see his stuff Uh But then The kid won't go to sleep So she rumors The kid to sleep And that's where The marriage Clearly break up Not nah, uh, cool get, Yeah we get a bunch Of like Patrick
1: just happened To be there Patrick yeah. doesn't like that rumor shit. And you know, uh, as a parent, you, mm-hmm. never, you never have that fantasy. No, never.
0: Right? <laughs> well, the thing that I pictured in my head was Pete being like, Well, you guys are parents, and uh, have you ever thought about doing this? And Justin, and I agree, not even the once.
1: Not ever. Did I <laughs> listen to every little squeal from my little darlings.
0: <laughs> wow. I'll you tell guys you, don't when, do that. When the my young... daughter was younger, When my daughter was younger, uh, when she was probably about like one or two, not two years ago, but like one, one and a half, when I was trying to get her to sleep, she would love to hear Cat in the Hat. Uh, And so I would read Cat in the Hat, which is a pretty long book. Mm. And then she'd be like, again, and sometimes I would read Cat in the Hat upwards of six times in a row before she'd go to sleep. And by the sixth time, I would say, well, I want to hear it more.
2: <laughs>
0: because I love you.
2: Did, did you feel like you were being bullied there? Because that's straight abuse. Like she's really abusing her power over you. No, the she, worst she thing rumored was, you.
1: She
0: yeah. rumored me. The worst thing was, uh this is way off track. Uh, but the worst thing was when she was super little to fall asleep, she would like take her tiny little fingers and put them on our elbows and like lightly caress our elbows and just get a harder and harder and pinch them. To the point where my wife and I, particularly because it took such a long time to get her to sleep, would just have horrible, raw, chapped elbows. <laughs> and sometimes wow. now, she's 10 years old, as, because we've told her this story, she'll come up to us and, like, kind of pinch her elbows a little bit, and it's direct PTSD. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, that's, that's wild. A, that's messed up that she still is messing with you. Every day, man, every day. We raised her right. Wow. <laughs> uh,
0: but th- yeah, that said, like, I think there, as a parent, there is, in all honesty, no way of watching that scene and be like, oh my God, I would do that. I, Yeah. I absolutely feel for Allison in that moment, and I know why she feels bad, but that is legit a real thing that every parent would do yeah. in an exhausted moment for weakness if they absolutely could.
1: Yeah. But Patrick doesn't have any of it. He's just out the door, and perhaps we'll never see him again. Yeah.
0: yeah. He also, was, Claire, maybe we'll never see again because Allison doesn't seem to care much about her.
2: Yeah. Yes, that's 100 percent. It did look like Patrick was just pausing in between working out. So he's probably just going to go get more ripped.
0: Yeah, probably. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, was, which I thought was interesting, was Allison wandering out to the set of Reno 911 and palling around with one of the cops there for a while. What'd you guys yep. think about that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots Damn. fired, man. You don't Shots like Reno fired. 911? <laughs> I mean, I don't like Reno Nine One One.
1: I guess you don't like tiny
0: mustaches. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Officer Dangle or whatever it is. Oh, you
2: know his name though.
0: You I do. Yeah. I've watched every episode so that I know that I hate it. Add on Quibi. I've watched all the Quibi episodes too. It's Quibby, you asshole.
2: Why are you saying
0: no. it weird? I don't know. It's a terrible service. That's why. They-
1: Queeby's the very successful Quibi, service. stop
2: saying Queeby. No, Who are Quibi's,
1: you? Queeby's a failed service of yeah. short, quick bites. Queeby's a very successful service of all Reno 911
0: episodes. <laughs> 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 so wait, what did you guys think about this storyline? Because I honestly actually did think it was kind of fun in a very weird, quirky way, in the right way, uh, which I was very surprised about.
1: Yeah, I liked it too. I mean, that's the thing with this show, is this show... It doesn't have... It takes itself a little seriously. I think that's something we talked about a little bit maybe throughout the whole thing. And so these moments where, like, the characters are having fun really pop, and it makes me wish there was just more of this earlier when they had more time to just play. Uh, because the the, scene, the scenes between Allison and the cop were fun. He's, like, clearly like, yeah, I'm with uh, Rumor! <laughs> yeah. Things are cool! <laughs> uh, like, it, it was good. And he's like sort of a hard ass in the wrong moments and then a goober in the other
2: ones. Yeah. I liked how he was like, Oh, I guess this is an episode of you fooling me or whatever. And I was like, wow. Uh, but yeah, I think it was fine. I, I just, what really bothered me was the ending of the app.
0: Well, let's, let's talk about that then, because I assume that ties into the Vanya storyline which is a big storyline here. Um, I think, as usual, Ellen Page is great in this, even if Leonard continues to be a creep and awful, and I don't know why she's not picking, He's terrible. Leonard's terrible. The worst. Uh, But Ellen Page is great. And it's really yes. well
1: done in this episode, especially. You get to see her slow, see him slowly just working her, and then we like he's just he's using the information he got from the uh, Hargreaves journal and just slowly spinning it around her and getting her to do exactly what he wants. And then uh, we find out what we suspected last episode that he set up the attack. Yeah, it's great. You get to see him walk in, uh, and after Vonnie has slit Allison's neck. And he laughs.
2: Yeah, like, I thought his it was, smile was so creepy.
1: Like, oh. Like, well, because this plan, this is a very big long shot of a plan that he made up in a in a minute, like on the spot when he found that <laughs> journal. So it's crazy. I, I, he's happy that it's paid off. Like, it's insane that it's worked out this well for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I do like, as much as I hate Leonard, I do like how unhinged he gets this episode. Um, just that every single thing he's doing is so obvious. And only because Vanya is losing it the entire time. Does she not pick up on any of this? Like, I think she would. She's clearly, she's smart. She's an intelligent character, but the way that Leonard keeps explaining things and he keeps messing things up and basically telling her what's going on. He knows too much information. Like you said, he laughs when he sees Allison and maybe dead on the floor. Um, but uh, the way that uh, Ellen Page plays it is just this spiraling fugue state of confusion that comes off very well, particularly in that awful confrontation between Alice and Vanya, which, again, I think is very well played.
1: Yeah, oh, I think especially Ellen Page just pops so well when she, like, finally... She's been such a so restrained to this whole thing and sort of melancholy. And when she finally pops and her hair just sort of, like... It feels like a special effect almost that her hair sort of like going wild, and it just it really worked. I thought,
2: yeah, but it was just so upsetting the way she like escalated it. You know, that
1: means it was working on you, Pete. It was upsetting because it was meant to be; It wasn't an accident. These aren't people who you could knock on the uh, glass of your TV and be like, "Hey, guys, chill."
2: Those Leonard's- are my favorite shows, though. I love yeah. those shows where you could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so much nicer. Like young when you Sheldon. Keep- <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, grow up, Sheldon. Be more
0: yeah. what you're going to fun friends. Huh? Interruptibles? That's what they call them, right? Yeah, the yeah.
2: interruptibles. It's the future TV, brother. <laughs> Let's get on that right I now. I hope so. That would be amazing. Where you could actually yell at the TV and it would adjust. Ugh. Oh. That's, well, you already yell at your
1: TV. You yell at your TV so much, Pete. And for those of you that don't know, uh, and we don't always watch television and movies together, especially now. But when we do, Pete yells and is loud the whole time. <laughs> he's really bothered when I'm looking at my phone in the movies. Yeah, but he's comfortable yelling and waving his fist around like he's in some sort of uh, rodeo situation when we're in a movie theater
2: watching a movie. It's fun.
0: It's fun yeah. to yell do, things. Do you miss that, Pete? Do you miss oh, annoying everybody in the movie theater?
2: <laughs> I'm like, adding to the experience. You
0: know? Oh, right, it's surround sound.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're like oh. the 4D thing where they punch you in the back whenever. Oh, <laughs> don't you compare me to that shit, show. You're a human no, Pete, 4D.
0: I mean, I think we could talk about this. You used to work as a 4D chair for a while, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> Just no, for I a short not. time.
1: Hey, what's happening in the movie? I have to release this smell when they go into the uh, <laughs> volcano or whatever.
0: Just sit, turning around, spitting in people's faces. Oh, it's whoosh, wh- whoosh, whoosh, whoosh,
2: whoosh, whoosh,
1: whoosh, 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 That's all the right. car.
0: That's the car
1: but starting. But seriously, whoosh, though.
2: Whoosh, <laughs> all, all Allison was trying to do was, like, get Vanya out of a bad situation. And it was just awful the way Vanya was reacting and then, like, losing her fucking mind.
1: But what I think is so great about this, this episode particularly and the, the tragic plot of this season is that all of the seeds were already sown. Like, Hargreaves did not take care of his children. He was an asshole to them. He treated them like uh, weapons and objects. And in this episode, these flashbacks, which we haven't talked about yet, are so well done. And you see the way that he just abused her, locked her away. And Allison is so oblivious to it that she doesn't think it's a big deal to tell Vanya that she was the one who's ruined her life and told her she is, has no powers, isolating her from everyone her whole life. And she says it to her like, hey, great news, I remembered this. And she's like, of course there's going to be payback for that. Of course there's going to be a big reaction. It just so happens she is now realized she's the most powerful person uh, in the world or on the Umbrella Academy at least.
2: Yeah, but it's just so upsetting that like, you're going to murder the person who's in the room that's trying to help you. You're saying you love the fucking creepy guy, but he's the reason you're in this shit show. And here's somebody who could actually help you and you go and murder them because, but it was an accident. I mean, I I think the way that it's played, it clearly
0: was her lashing out. She doesn't have control of her powers at all yet. Um, I mean, if I got the movement correct, it kind of, I think you could probably intuit that the the power built up of the bow and she's almost using it as a wand and it lashes out that way. So I don't think she's thinking like, I'm going to slit my sister's throat and that's going to be awesome. It's she is pushing back at her with this power that she doesn't understand. And that's the result that she immediately regrets. Uh, I'll say uh, I like this all of this sequence of this episode overall a lot better the second time through. Um, the Mm. first time I watched it, I remember particularly being frustrated because Allison spends nearly the entire season, not using her rumor powers like the majority of the team, which generally I find very frustrating, this purposeful keeping everybody from using their powers thing that happens over the course of the first season. Um, Mm. So she doesn't use the rumor powers, and then they make the decision to slit her throat, which obviously removes the rumor powers entirely. And my frustration, particularly from coming for the comic books and liking the comic books, is like, I want a series of the powers, and now you completely took that off the table. Like, I know we got a little touch of it this episode, but that doesn't feel like enough to me. Um, But knowing this was coming and knowing what that was happening, watching it the second time through for taking this podcast felt a little better because I felt like I could concentrate more on Allison's emotional journey and Allison's journey with Vanya. Yeah. Um, mm. So overall, that played better with the foreknowledge, at least for me.
2: I was I was just frustrated with the amount of like death because it was like, okay, we've got a shitty father who died and is no longer there. The fucking mom robot dies. You know, no, what I she's mean? back, man. I know that she's back, but I'm just saying they like keep killing off uh, characters. That, you know, I I like and like I, you know, want to see more of. And it's just a little frustrating.
1: You love Ben. You saw some Ben here. He just stands there sort of sour. I, I do love Ben.
0: What do you, you love lo- about Ben exactly?
1: Yeah, you, exactly. The only time I liked Ben is in the drawing in this episode when he saw him have tentacles come out.
2: No, uh, Ben's a great character. He has to deal with Klaus and help Klaus, like, carry the weight of the shit that he has to deal with. The back and forth that he has with Klaus is enjoyable. Uh, I think it's fun that only Klaus can see him and interact with him. And Klaus, like, sets a place for him, pours him a cup of coffee. Like, this is cool stuff.
1: I look forward to the time when I'm dead, Pete, and I'm your Ben, which (laughs) is coming soon. Because I know you can have that power. And I hope you take the time to pour me a, cu- a cup of beer or like if a necroni, how I like it. Don't you dare I like haunt it.
2: me, bro. Because I'm definitely haunting you. No
1: like Pete, I sure, you, I have family.
0: Can you have two Ben's considering you also have that rat?
1: Yeah, I'm going to get along with that rat too. What, what rat? Like,
2: Ratatouille, what rat are you talking about?
0: Ben the rat.
1: Ben, Ben the rat. And then when ben. that rat dies, I'm going to start to be friends with it because I'll be have a ghost rat.
2: Oh, nice. Yes.
0: Wait, and we're also
1: like, going to be around a bunch of ghost birds
0: uh, <laughs> too. Pete, do I need to explain the Ben reference to you? Uh, yes, please. Okay. There's a movie called Ben with Crispin Glover where he makes friends with a rat, and then oh, the rat kills a bunch right, of people. Right, the right. Michael Jackson song Ben, which is like, never had a friend like Ben. Uh, that's about
2: a murderous rat who eats people. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, I don't need well, to go back and revisit Michael Jackson songs, but thanks, though. Appreciate uh,
1: it. And wasn't there a later rat movie also with Crispin Glover that was, like, a bad version of Ben?
0: Yeah, I think it was a... I don't remember whether it was, like, an actual sequel or, like, a remake that was also a sequel or something, but... It was called, like, Willard? Yes, that's what it was. It was wow. another rat that he becomes friends with.
1: Do you think Crispin Glover is, like calls his agent and is like, I need another rap project and I need it yesterday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably. Probably, Uh, Should we talk about the dudes? I I really do feel like as much as I enjoy some of the scenes, particularly some of the Klaus stuff is fun. And I think him discovering uh, Luther in the bed with the girl and making fun of him is a lot of fun. They spend this whole episode just kind of, moving the chess pieces around the board and eventually getting to the same place. And that's pretty much it.
1: They're all just mopey, mopey dudes. Like Luther had a fun night out. He's hungover. I get it. But they're all just like, well, let's go do this. Diego's mad. but he escapes like he needed to. Um, and then they just sort of show up late uh, at the end. So again, yeah. this is another situation where I was like, this could have been a little bit more fun. Uh, I think throughout
2: Also it's weird that like why is the oldest guy Driving a car as they're Driving to go save their Sister and they're just being Like you know at one point Luther's like Can we go faster and number five Is like nah I'm going To speed limit And it's like you know your, your sister's in Trouble guys we've established that right
1: Yeah well, They didn't really know that I think right. it's his car right
0: Yeah I think so I don't know. I don't know who owns stuff. Uh, Plus, I, it, Luther's too
2: big to drive. Right. What do you he mean can, too big to drive? Too his hairy.
0: Big, yeah, his big gorilla hats, His hair would get uh, stuck on the wheel and he wouldn't turn properly.
2: Oh, that's ridiculous.
0: Klaus is probably too shaky. Diego should drive, honestly. Yeah.
1: yeah, but he's like, I'll run the run from the law. So if they got mm-hmm. pulled over. All right, and The thing true. You can't have Luther drive because if he sees a banana
0: truck, he's just going to turn and <laughs> each the bananas. Oh, come on, man.
1: <laughs> you know when you see a banana truck? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, classic situation Uh, So yeah, not a lot to say there
1: Or, sorry to interrupt Alex, but this is really important Or if they happen to be driving past Donkey Kong in a Mario Kart situation (laughs) And Donkey Kong lays out three bananas
0: (laughs) That's another classic situation when you're driving Love a good road trip Uh, Anything else you guys want to call out for this episode before we start to wrap up here?
1: Uh, I do want to say, what is the deal with Professor Hargreaves being like well, I want the team to come together, so I'll just die. <laughs> why didn't he have a better... Someone who prides himself on having solutions, often the wrong solution, but why was that his move?
0: Uh, I don't know. It seems like a pretty weak move that maybe they figured out. It feels like the sort of thing they were like, "At Reginald Hargreaves is dead. We'll figure out why later. Okay, now it's time to figure out why. And I agree. It's very passive. As much as I like the scene with Klaus in the last episode. um, Yeah. He's cruel the entire time. So him doing something like that would not really be. It is definitely a fuck you to his kids, but it's not a fuck you in the same way where he normally does it or the same way he normally does it. Um, So it it is a weird move. Uh, Pete, what do you think about this one?
2: Well, I, I'm not sure how to even address it, but I, I just think that like for things that I wanted to kind of touch base upon, I really love the Luther Diego moment where Luther was like, you got to lead with that, you know? Oh, yeah,
0: where he eventually brings up that Allison's in trouble and yeah. immediately stands up and starts running away. Yeah, yeah. fun moment.
2: Yeah. Fun. And uh, yeah, I, that's the thing. It's like we're just now getting into the dynamics and it's. It's too late in the season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I almost feel betrayed. Uh, I think that, like, Klaus was hysterical with the bell, like, waking people up and just, like, well, who does that? But it was just, like, a fun Klaus moment. Um, I know we touched upon it earlier, but I just think that, like, just the way that they interact sometimes is really small but so cool. And I wish there was more ways we could kind of have have nice moments like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we're all kind of the saying the same thing, that we're finally eventually getting around to a family dynamic. They're starting to have fun with it, and we're the eighth episode out of ten for the season, and it's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, um, and one
2: of them's dead, and it's like, you fuckers yeah. couldn't get your shit together before this? It,
0: yes. Uh, I think, uh, we've talked about this before, but there seems to be this very specific idea of cutting past all the family dynamic, we see them as kids. But they're like to me—that is much more pleasing than this whole thing where they don't like each other and want to avoid each other as much as possible, which is very no but rather than yes and. Like having wow. a mom, oh yeah, it is it's it the out. second I time
2: mean, he's done like, that. It,
0: have them hate each other but have to hang out with each other and work as a dysfunctional team. We've seen that in comics since time immemorial, and it's much more interesting than uh, seeing everybody go off separately and do their own things, you know? Agreed. So, yeah. That all said, who got top marks for this episode? Who was our best boy, our best student, or best girl? Justin, do you have one?
1: Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to give it up to Vanya this episode. Um, like I was saying uh, earlier, like I think Ellen Page has had such a uh, restrained performance, and we got to see it sort of finally uncoil uh, here. Um, and it's really hard to do that. I think over the course of making, what is this, the eight, eighth episode, eight episodes of TV, and to really control your performance through, you know, that's multiple weeks of shooting uh, is really hard and I think she did such a great job here and I still feel sorry for her despite the fact that she is in a bad uh, place and killed, potentially killed her
2: sister Pete, what about you? Top marks? She didn't uh, potentially, she killed her we saw her, she's dead Um, but she can just
1: Obi-Wan with uh, Klaus and just hang mm -hmm. with Ben, reconnect with Ben <laughs> it right? would
2: be I don't know if that's how it works man
1: but it would be cool. Um honestly if I knew I was hanging with someone pretty cool like Klaus I'm ready.
0: Yeah, you ready wow. to
1: go? I'm ready to go.
0: Nice. <laughs> Pete, um, do you have a pick, or yeah, yes, do you want to I just do. complain about Justin's pick? I'm gonna, Are you complain. Just gonna
2: complain. I'm gonna complain. I think <laughs> I don't think we talked about how much of an asshole Justin is enough. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, the donut queen, Agnes. Yeah, Agnes. She, yeah, she she's just that's you know, her name. Yeah, the, the Donut Lady, um, uh, A Life, A Better Life uh, is another name that she could go by. But I think that, uh, you know, she's leave, uh, her kind of small little stuff that she does that really gets to Hazel is very enjoyable. And um, it's a, a relationship that you're rooting for, but we don't know if it's going to happen.
0: Great. Uh, I I know who I want to pick, but I do actually have to pick Allison, I think, for this episode. Yeah. Uh, just uh, good stuff with her across the board, even if I did find it frustrating the first time through. I think she still portrays it well, and there is some emotionally complex stuff she plays, particularly opposite uh, Vanya. And those scenes are very good. And that's a relationship that has been built up over the course of the season. So it's nice to... See it come to fruition, albeit in a absolutely terrible way. And that is it. Well, who's the
1: person you wanted to pick?
0: Klaus. Klaus.
1: Yeah. Klaus. Klaus. The
0: only problem, like I love the stuff Klaus does in the episode, and it's so much fun to watch him every time, but he's barely in this episode. And I will say Given that the- Pete said Agnes, I felt like I couldn't follow it up with Klaus. <laughs> with any-
1: with an equally esoteric character in this episode? Yeah. You know who I loved? The extra in the scene <laughs> in the hospital room who oh, was sort of yeah. wandering by. Because mm-hmm. that, that extra, um, uh, I believe her name was um, uh, Patricia, she was holding charts for other patients. And it really okay. opened up a whole world. It's like, what's, what's wrong with these other patients? Right. Yeah. Like
0: an Umbrella Academy hospital-based universe.
1: And that's And that's what I would really like to see, this small upstate hospital or wherever it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. That is it for Umbrella Podcademy. If you'd like to hang out with us, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. We'll chat with you about Umbrella Academy if you like, ask some questions, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show at Podcademy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comic Book Club Live. Dot com for this podcast and more. Until next time, at the Umbrella Podcademy, uh, uh, Pete, uh, put down that Bavarian cream. No, no, not the Bavarian cream, Pete.
1: We got to stop paying that guy.